0: Welcome to Battering Story Screens Batman Podcast. Today we're talking about—I uh, almost said *The Dark Knight Returns*, but that is, not that, the is movie. Not that is not the movie, not the movie, the movie. we're doing. <laughs> but that is kind of one of the many names. Tell me Take out where the title came from? Take out yeah, some of those words and replace. put some more words in there, or one word—a well, different we're, title, basically. Yeah, it's a whole—it's almost a whole different thing. We're doing—are oh, okay. we recording? Is this thing on? This thing's on. Oh, okay. This is, it. This everyone, is it. Everyone, it right everyone, right now. Everyone likes Candid Podcasts. Ah, okay. Uh, we're doing Batman Returns. Uh, Tim Burton's second and last Batman movie. Uh, I am Robbie the Alfred Anderson, and I really like this joke. I'm joined by... Jack Kolejewski. I don't have any the, jokes. The clown, prince, the clown Prince of Prime. Prime? The Clown Prince of Amazon, clown Amazon Prime. The Prince of Prime. <laughs> the <laughs> Crown Prince of Amazon Prime. That's the one. And... Mike... Tommy Lee Jones 2 face. See Bird. that? See he has fun when he does it. <clears throat> I've never had fun. Before. I know, and I just want you to be a happy little boy. Maybe one day. So yeah, this is our uh second second pit stop on the journey to Oh, I don't think we can
1: do pit stop.
0: Oh fuck That You're was right. a
1: total fast. This experience. is our That was an exclusive fast. Shit. This is our no our second jokes. trip no to the Batcave. cave. Our second yeah. trip. Yeah, that's good. Ah, oh, man. Let's do it again. It's like I've got ideas <laughs> and I don't know what to do with them. Mike.
0: The, ho- the horse. I'm on the tree. I'm in a tree, in now. The
1: tree now. I got rid of the horse because the horse wasn't growing anymore, but I'm in a tree and
0: I can climb up super high. Listen to all of our podcasts to get all of our inside jokes. Um, That's the point. Yes. So yeah, so this is our uh, second trip to the Batcave. Hey. Uh, and yeah, we did Batman Returns, mm, which is, uh, Batman Returns, which is a really fucking weird movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It came out in 93? I thought it was 92. 92, 93? One that of those. Right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. There we go. And we uh, it's a movie where we see Tim Burton be like, hey, guys, remember how weird I am? I'm going to be really weird. I'm going to be really fucking weird in this one. They let me make a Batman movie. Was that three again. years after Batman? Uh, Batman was 89, so it was three or mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. according to our math.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, too, like, Tim Burton, you know, saying, like, remember how weird I am? Like, he made Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which, True. like, he wasn't really known for. That was the Pee-wee movie. Mm-hmm. And then he made Beetlejuice, and everybody was like, that's a Tim Burton movie,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: weird. And then he made Batman. Yeah. And in between Batman and Batman Returns, he made Edward Scissorhands, which you know, like we still That's... aren't getting into peak Tim Burton weird. Like we're we're watching Tim Burton kind of skate the the terrain between yeah. like the things that he finds inspirational and the way that he wants to communicate things. I think it's funny, you know, and the way like it, yeah, what audiences want to see, what studios want to pay him to. But put I mean, it out. his tone and very much his visual style is oh, yeah, like yeah, carries fully over. there, I, but way more so in Batman Returns than Batman.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It's very much. I think it could be like his his dark Christmas look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's funny. I just thought about this when we did the Memento podcast. We talked about how Nolan did like a one movie for me, which is like your Prestige, your um, Mm -hmm. Inception, your space movie. And then one for the studio, all the Batman. All the Batmans, yeah. In a similar vein, we get a little well, bit of that with Tim really, Burton. That's really
1: how like a lot of directors do. Blockbuster man. studios work yeah. is like
0: they want a big
1: director to come back, like want like every two years, yeah. and do something. So in that year in between production they make a very small one that only takes about six eight months to shoot and it's more of a personal thing and because they've gotten a lot of money and or clout Mm -hmm. off of like the big franchise one they're pretty much allowed to do whatever they want they're given like a blank check or whatever and they can they can just go
0: for it well i will say that i do believe batman returns could be tim burton's dark knight it's a really i really i really like this movie i I really enjoyed it i kind of for me the reason i sound kind of so like hot and aesthetic about it is because like this is I think the second time I've seen this movie, and I really had not much memory of it besides like, Danny DeVito is definitely the Penguin. That's all I got. He sure is. Yeah. Well, like uh, I said, I said in the last one, like
1: Batman Returns is probably <laughs> is definitely my favorite of like the original four of the Burtons and the Schumachers. Yeah. Um, and. I watch it every Christmas. It's one of my Christmas movies. I watch Die Hard. I watch Die Hard 2. Lethal Weapon. You have to. Oh, uh, well, Lethal Weapon? Yeah. It's I'll, a weird one. I'll it's funny a weird around one. with Lethal Weapon, but yeah. it's a weird one. We'll talk but about it. But I watch Batman Returns every year. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I think it is one of the best uh, examples of a superhero movie and what a superhero movie can be yeah. before Marvel defined what a superhero movie can be, you know. Like you've sure. got different versions of all this stuff. You've got the Superman movies, but I like the Richard Donner's Superman movies, and mm. its sequels, and you've got Burton's Batman's and uh, Schumacher's Batman's from the nineties. And, you know, you've got some, like, weird ones kind of thrown in there. And then X-Men and Spider-Man came yeah. out in the aughts. And that, like, kind of blew everything up a little bit. And <clears> started to it, kind of figure out the and formula. And Iron Man, like, flattened it out. Or we like, here we go. Yeah. We're going to do this now. And Nolan started fucking around with things. But we'll get
0: to that later. Yeah. I think this is cool because uh, I feel like when we did the, the first Tim Burton Batman, we were comparing it a lot to the other Batmans. But now on Returns, we kind of have, like, previous Batman to really compare it to and and we're starting to get into some really weird different shit and I do think that this movie is far superior compared to Batman uh, 1989 Mm. mainly because I mean like you know Jack Nicholson's fantastic in that movie but he is like the only part you really can take away from it whereas this movie I think really succeeds on many levels I think that this is something that uh, what
1: to... To what you're saying, mm-hmm. you're saying that Nicholson is pretty much the only takeaway that you can get from the first one. Yeah, it's really the only thing of I have note to sell that lasts short a
0: ton of things.
1: But I think for the right, right, most right. Part, yeah, yeah, no, no, and that's absolutely fair. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that what Batman Returns does is it not only improves on Michael Keaton's performance as Bruce Wayne, yeah, in the first one, it also <laughs> improves on the world and the aesthetic that Tim Burton Established. made. Yeah, yeah I think, and I think the aesthetic is the biggest difference between these two. And I mean, it's like, because the art director. Killed himself from the first one. Damn, yeah. Uh, Because the first movie feels a lot more gothic, exactly, and that's they were going for. And in this one, Tim Burton. I mean, like let's let's look at this here. Tim Burton made Beetlejuice, made a lot of money, decent amount of money, where he was able to do Batman, Mm -hmm. and they shot Batman over in London, and they were just like, you can be over there and just do your shit. And every now and then, the studio popped in. They were like, what's going on? What's going on? What's what's going on? Is that Batman? and like just making the, sure it's still kind of like not like no there was no micromanaging happening. They mm-hmm. were coming in they were just like here's some notes, here's some notes and that's it. Yeah. Uh Batman is a huge success. It makes like almost 300 million dollars back then, which a is close to like eight, it's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. And he goes out and he makes a small movie called Edward Scissorhands where he makes Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder fucking huge stars overnight. Winona Rider was already kicking fucking ass from Heathers and Beetlejuice, yeah. which, by the way, Batman Returns, written by, uh, Heather's writer. Uh, Daniel Waters? I'm not sure, but that's awesome, though. That he wrote this. A, he wrote this athlete. movie. And that's where, like, the big, uh, you know, while we were watching it, there was some like ridiculous things that were happening, and I was trying to like. A few. I didn't want to explain it, <laughs> over-explain it too much, and like steal the juice from the podcast. But the it's Beatles like things? this. This movie. Hey. <laughs> this movie hey. is first and foremost. It is not a Batman movie. It is not an action movie. This is a satire. This is Tim Burton coming in and he's allowed to do whatever he wants with batman now and he's still focusing on the villains more than batman like the way Definitely. the first batman was way more interested in the joker yeah. than it was batman this one's way more interested in the penguin and catwoman yes. and their version of those characters than they are in batman if anything it's even less batman like we were saying like does, is, like we were saying like it was like half an hour before Batman even said a word. and Then we realized he said something like, like yeah, yeah to, to he clarify, said something like where he was like yeah. we'll
0: see like just some kind he of he like says like a weird gruffy Batman line to Gordon. But like, it is like we checked the time code. It is 36 minutes until he has like a Bruce Wayne designated line like a scene yeah to homeboy Alfred and Wayne Manor yeah so it's a, it's a minute and you know, I think part of it is because like you know if you're seeing a Batman movie. The most you know about the characters from the Batman franchise is Batman. Right. And right. I also also want to say, too, because this is something
1: that's going to translate on. And I was thinking about how we were talking about this in the first Batman on how it seemed like Tim Burton was more in love with the Joker than he was Batman. And now we watch this one and it seems like he's more interested in the Penguin and Catwoman mm-hmm. than he is Batman. And I think that's because we're going to see this happen in the rest of the movies. Yeah. because these Because Batman is very easy. The character of Batman is uh, a kid who saw his parents get murdered in front of him. He's rich, so he has yeah. the ability to be able to do something about it's it. It's like His
0: causality back. relationship right. is very.
1: Batman easy. has one of the best rogue gallery yeah. of villains anybody's ever oh, seen. Sure. Batman, Batman has the best villains, that's right? And that's why, like, when they're doing this one, they're like, "It like Batman is the one that you have to put more bad guys in." Yeah. You don't want to just waste one movie on one bad well, guy. And I think the that first, they do the really yeah. good thing of I love how they they marketed Batman returns like the bird,
0: uh the bat, the bird and the cat. Yeah. You know, like it's easy. I mean, the cover is literally like a totem pole of all three. Right. Like that's kind of what's going on. Yeah. Um I forgot what I was going to say. How do you guys feel about the kind of like penguin centric intro? I think that like that scene, I like, think that's really one of the best introductions to the movie. Yeah, the that's one of the best credit movie. credit roles. That, that's great. Yeah, it's super good.
2: And also, like they established Penguin as a pretty tragic character right off the bat. Like, which is kind of, so of them. It's kind of, them, of like, different. Like, even Catwoman. Catwoman yeah. is a
1: very tra- The I mean, bad
2: guy in this movie is Max Shreck. Cat-
1: Catwoman yeah. is
2: yeah. Catwoman is tragic, mm-hmm. sure, but like almost in more of like a lighthearted comedic way. Like, oh, she just gets pushed out a window, no and then cats way. like revive her but like penguin like is a deformed baby that gets basically their par- his parents try to kill him. Mm. And he grows up in the sewers and like when he comes out like he's it's not really genuine but when he comes out he's just like, "Oh, I just want to find out who my parents well, were, right, and find yeah, out why they the, did this to me." And the it's like,
1: idea of like fucking the sad. rich like the rich upper class and how like, you know, we have this deformed baby Mm -hmm. and like it it would never it would never work within the shell that we've created around ourselves Mm -hmm. in our upper crust i think it's very interesting how penguin
0: like wants to be a monster still he's he's putting on this face of just like i want to find out like like it's it's funny how some scenes when he's talking to characters he's like has a very excellent vocabulary and is just very genuine and trying it obviously it's a facade but then like at the end like you know in his privacy, he's wearing, like, you know, he's like Frank he's Reynolds from Always Sunny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but mean, he's just he, wearing his, like, weird pajamas and eating fish and biting people's noses off. He grew up in a oh, sewer. I like, love that part. Oh, okay. was, he, uh, ahead of you myself. know, he like, he's rude and gross,
2: but, like, yeah. he grew up in a fucking sewer. So, pr- of course he is. But he also uh, knows
0: who he is. He knows what he is, you know? Yeah,
2: but I think there's a bit of, there's, like, conflict there with him. Because, like, he's not, like you said, he has to try to be the animal, you know? In the scene where he breaks down at the end, he yells, like, I'm an animal, I'm not a human, I'm an animal. Yeah, I guess there is,
0: like, I guess maybe he probably does have some kind of... The movie does portray this fight. Yeah. So maybe he does... Do you think that he genuinely wanted to have this human aesthetic brought to him? Not even aesthetic, but, like, he wants to be human. I just don't think he's inherently evil. I think he, like, struggles with,
2: Uh you know... Right. Yeah, no, ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's
1: really hard. I'm, I'm really trying to not get ahead of myself because I've got a lot to say about this movie because yes. it's one of my favorites.
0: Verge has gone on record and saying this is one of his favorite Batman movies. And, no, no. This uh,
1: is probably my favorite Batman movie.
0: Period. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best one. But it's I'm your favorite. It, no.
1: It's personally my favorite. I think that it is the first great superhero movie that mm-hmm. took the superhero genre and turned it in on itself because yeah. again this is not a superhero movie there this are no superheroes happening and there's barely any actual action that are like anything beyond just like a quick fight in the streets and maybe some set pieces because they want to sell toys of a bat boat you know like there, sure. there, there's nothing really beyond that and that's like this movie got in a ton of trouble because it was marketed as a batman movie for and for kids. Mm-hmm. And and then like as we were uh commenting on throughout the whole movie. ah, just there the are pussy jokes. I was looking
0: for. Yeah, oh, there are jokes in
1: this movie There's that are like my French flip for... a trick. Like, whoa, let's all calm the fuck down. Well it's like I
0: always you know, my parents, um fun fact about me and like kind of why I haven't seen a lot of movies that we always kind of make fun of me about, my parents were very um strict about me seeing R rated movies. Really? Or even movies Yeah, they were really parents like, like my dad... Religious in some way, or...? They're, well, yeah, my dad is very conservative and very religious. My mom is, like, kind of um, fairweather. Going of along way. for the ride. Going along for the ride, right. and as I got older, I've been able to be like, come with me to being fun. Yeah. Um, my dad's That's fine. Kind of but he's just, you know, he's from a different generation. But uh, they were very... Like, I remember I was in ninth grade, saw Fight Club for the first time. Ooh! Told my parents, I was like, I just saw this really amazing movie. I thought it was incredible, and it was, like, really interesting. My dad was like, what the fuck? Like, who let you see that? What are you talking about? I'm like yo, I'm like 14, like, I don't know. And he's just like, that movie's going to influence me in bad ways. I'm like, you're influencing me in bad in ways. In bad ways. I want to
1: see good movies. Things that influence people have no bad or good to them. Yeah. It's who the person already is He that also, links to the influence. So, like,
0: in my, you know, ironically, his brother, also conservative, but my uncle, uh, got me into a lot of movies, uh, especially when my father was like, this is like a weird backstory about me. My father, went, when he went to Afghanistan, like, post 9-11, because He's a marine, um, so he so I like ended up hanging out with my uncle a lot, and he like showed me a lot of like we watched a lot of movies together, nothing like too crazy. But we're watching, I remember my dad came home and my uncle were doing the usual, like, we're gonna watch a movie, watching V for Vendetta. Dad walks downstairs in one of the scenes where it's like you kind of have like a really weird fascist dictator screaming thing going on, yeah. And uh, my dad's just like, Why are you letting him watch this? It's gonna teach, it's gonna make him like become like a fascist or something. And my uncle's just like, No, it's showing you this so you won't become a fascist.
1: That's the bad guy. That is the
0: point. In Fight Club, it's not glorifying violence. It's saying
1: violence will eat you up alive. Yeah, it will destroy you. That's because Republicans are fucking idiots. Well, we can alienate And I'll go on record to say that. You did. I'll I'll stand up and say, if you're a Republican and you want to listen to us and you want to talk about movies and hear us talk about movies, that's absolutely fine. But... I'm going to tell you it's like if you if you play for the 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 baseball team which I don't know any. Yeah, the baseball team. That lose all the time. Yeah. You may not be a loser, but you're affiliating yourself with losers. Mm. And the Republican Party more often than not are on the un, un, un unintellectual side of arguments. I think winning
0: and losing is well. there is a whole different conversation, but I will say I'm not a Republican.
1: No, but, but um, this actually does have a good segue back into Batman Returns
0: because it is a satire more than it is a superhero. It movie. starts satire. It, yeah. it starts, um, which we see elements of this in Batman 1989. But as we discussed in our previous podcast, listen to it. Um, there's a lot of weird threads in that movie that never quite kind of come together. In this movie, this is this much more of like a kind of like this is a
1: movie? This, this is, is a movie. Like there this are things,
0: things in the in the first yeah. like twenty minutes that are going to pay off
1: eventually later on. It's kind From of it's a moving it, part. It
0: cooked more in the um, oven, pot, sure, baked, baked more in the oven, yeah, and uh, stewed more in the pot. Mm-hmm. I know how to cook. Yeah, you do. Got milk pulled all over it. That cereal
1: because Oswald Cobblepot because
0: he he comes up.
1: And he's 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 been known to be like a penguin man in the sewer. Like one of the first scenes that we're introduced to. People know of this penguin man. The very first scene that we're introduced to, besides the uh, the the prologue, which is showing the uh, the pots throw uh, a very funny play on um, Moses,
0: very much so. Yeah, yeah. but also the inverse of like the Batman story. Batman Origin Story, whereas like you right, know, like... it's losing parents and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the yeah, parents totally. lose you. I
1: mean, the the whole movie is Tim Burton commenting on the commercialism of Christmas. I mean, the bad guy in the movie is a de- is the owner of a department store chain.
0: I thought you own nuclear power.
1: No. Oh, this is actually great. You're okay, gonna, you guys are gonna fucking love this. Let's do this right now. Let's okay, just get it out of the way. Uh, Max Shrek owns uh, uh, department stores. That's his thing. Okay. And they use him as the bad guy within Batman Returns around Christmas uh, as kind of like the idea of the commercialization of Christmas and how it's evil. And they use Penguin, who has a very Moses kind of story, and he wants to steal all the firstborns. Very Christian. There we yes. go. Yes. And And uh, he uses that again. So he's using kind of like Christian ideology and stories against the commercialization of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: For sure.
1: And Max Struck is trying to get the reason you thought that that yes. he's a nuclear power physicist or whatever is because he's trying to get a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. It's not a nuclear power plant; it's a power plant. It's a power plant. He wants to. He's he, he trying to he wants to buy this converter thing, right? Because he, he wants it. to take he wants to create a power plant that says it's going to give more energy to the city, so they can be. The city of the future, but they're really he's really, but he, wants to, he wants to siphon off yeah. some and save it so that he can eventually sell it off at a higher price. I think that's what he's that's doing because that's how that's how energy works. Right?
2: That's right. how electricity. That's works.
1: How okay, it works. yeah. So here you go.
2: Well, you we're ready? On. capacitor. Yes, capacitor. He wants a capacitor. A does capacitor work that way. It stores electricity. So, Scientist
0: uh, Jackal Jekyll. On this, that's why we keep him around.
2: I got a D in electronics and circuits. So yes, but you have an A. My you have an A, a plus in my heart.
0: More of a bio guy. So let me tell you about culture. Sip that down, Birch. Speaking of culture, so Jack
1: Nicholson is not in this movie. Nope,
0: he made money off of it. We do yep. know that. As from the previous, do you want to know who else
1: made money off of it? Uh, yes, Billy D. Williams, because they paid him not to be in it. They paid him not to be in it. Yes, you told us. Something. You mentioned that last time. Good. Yep. Good. We're just we're just covering the ground oh, to the people oh, well, that didn't listen to the
0: first one. Listen to the first one, please. Do
1: you want to know? I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to tell you. Max Schreck's character was originally, was was originally <laughs> supposed, to be play, was supposed to be Harvey Dent. Oh, and He was supposed same to be character. the DA, Can and he was this... working within City Hall to try and get the power plant to pretty much be able to do the exact same Would thing. Would a DA person be able to, to do that? Think about the boardroom meetings, and he's talking uh, to the mayor. Yeah, that's good. It, like, it doesn't make the plot line any less ridiculous, no, but it but... actually kind of makes it make a little bit more sense. Like I, can, tiny bit more, I like, can see it. Like uh, it, it makes more sense that a DA would be talking to the mayor about power, building a power plant than a department store owner.
0: That is fair. That makes sense. So I'll originally,
1: this was supposed to be Harvey Dent's character doing mm-hmm. that, and eventually that was going to lead on to something. Yeah, where they were going to do it, but eventually they had they they had too many characters and they had to cut them out. Uh, I mean, you guys know about Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin in this. They're supposed to be a Robin in this. Robin was supposed to be. Where are you going to put him? Robin it was be? supposed to be set up in this movie, yeah. um, where Marlon Wayans would be introduced as Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. and at the end it would be the reveal of him in the Robin suit and everything going, and they would be fighting Two Face in the, in, the in the third the Batman. Oh, the third, yeah. That so would be the uh, post credits scene, right? So mm. they uh, they they got Marlon Wayans to do two and three, ended yeah. up having to scrap it. So Marlon Wayans also made money off of both Batman Returns and Batman Forever without even being in it
0: because he was supposed to be
1: Rob. Weird.
0: Yeah. It's very weird.
1: Huh. Well, that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. But um, setting it at Christmas.
0: Yeah. Setting it at Christmas. Talking about the commercialization of Christmas. And having like um, the Moses and like the Christian yeah. allegories from Penguin's Story. Of, there's a lot of like fun stuff to look into in this movie. Uh, a lot more and like i guess a lot more than the first one mm-hmm. makes me kind of wish the, i just really wish the first movie cuz there's so many really cool not the on like our previous podcast but there's so many good things in the first movie that i'm just like just i wish you guys tried to do this more and it was good seeing them kind of be like we're talking about you know we're telling this like weird christmas story but uh, i mean like how do you how do you guys think that maybe like we you know how the uh, Christopher Walken's character fits into it, but how do Penguin, Catwoman, and Batman? How are they affected by this like pseudo-religious Christmas story? Do you guys look, think?
1: Like, I don't. I wouldn't go so far to say like the entire story is based around that. No, but it's, it's not a theme. It's, but it's kind like of it. like this little tiny thing that he's using. It, he's yeah. mainly attacking media, politics, and the uh, the commercialization of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also got some very uh, strong ideas in there about um, uh, uh, female empowerment. Yes, I want to get to that in a second. Right. Uh, yes. And it's not, it's not feminism, because feminism is probably a little bit more aggressive than what he's dealing with we here. Will, he's pretty much like, his, we
0: will discuss it when we get to the okay. I kind of want to keep on going through, like, uh, I think we still have some more Penguin talk to do. we got tons of Penguin talk. Penguin's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he just looks like the Penguin. Well, no, I, see, the thing is, he doesn't, because, okay, well, what's your idea of the penguin? My, well, so animated series penguin, first of all, his skin is normal. He wears a tuxedo. He wears a tuxedo. He's not, but he's not, like, sickly in, like, um, in this movie, uh, Tim Burton really is just, like, I want to, because I think Tim Burton saw, like, the nugget of this character being, like, he's kind of a fucking short weirdo. And then in his movie, he's like, I want to make him a fucking yeah freak. Like, yeah, I want to make he him weird. He redefined both Catwoman and Penguin. Absolutely.
1: Just as he, like, kind of redefined Joker. Like, the origins he kind of followed with Joker, but, like, making Joker the
0: guy that shot yeah Bruce Wayne's parents,
1: like, shows, like, Tim Burton's like, I don't fucking care what
0: happened in the well, comics. Yeah, yeah. well, he's, he's telling his own thing. And he's still, like, you know, um, similar to how when the Joker was around, like, his Joker pin, it's, like, very reminiscent of, like, the actual... Like comic book art style, when you see like the Penguin for mare signs, that's what the Penguin kind of looks like from the comic books. He's a really short, like aristocrat. He's an aristocrat with yeah. a Napoleon complex. Yeah. Well, that's because normal. He's, he, you looking... said in the movie,
1: you're like when he finds out that his parents are the Cobblepots. The Cobblepots. You're like, this is where he gets his money. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like he doesn't get any money from this. Like yeah. I have no idea what happened to the Cobblepots' money, but it's long gone. He gets nothing from this. He's you it, 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 it cuz you're like well how why does he how does he run for mayor yeah and it's like uh fucking Max it's, Shrek it's the goodwill from the populace Yeah Max Rockland. Shrek They almost
2: spun out that like side of his character into Max Shrek like the like aristocratic
0: mm-hmm. right side of penguin. No that's true they what? kind of like cuz they're they're kind of two sides of like the penguin coin Right If you put them together that's really what penguin is but instead like they kind of Separated the two main characteristics of the penguin, made one into Chris. I was gonna say a handsome aristocrat, but it's just Christopher Walken. I don't know if they're supposed to make him hey, handsome. He's handsome in the movie, he's just, no, he's just a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's got it's, that flowy white hair. It's pretty si- cool. Sidebar, who aged better, Danny DeVito or Christopher Walken?
1: It depends on your. Yeah, it depends on yeah. what you mean by better. The
0: answer is Danny DeVito. Anyway, back away from this sidebar. Um, Danny DeVito doesn't look all that much different than he did that's well that's my point yeah that's
1: true there you go. fun note too Danny true. DeVito helped Jack Nicholson make One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest
0: oh did you really mm-hmm. oh that's fun yeah there you go um yeah they kind of spun out those characters um but it, I like it because like I don't think that even originally like I don't think that Penguin has like his fingers like he was born with them kind of sewn together like a penguin no absolutely not no no no, no like, like they, yeah all that's, a a all that, penguin, that's all the yeah. penguin yeah. in every iteration before and pretty, pretty much after, after. yeah
1: um, does not have these things. Penguin is more of an aristocrat who's just kind of uh, his outward appearance shows what he is on the inside, which yes. is just a monster. And but he, because of his place in life, even though he looks like a monster, he is still allowed to secede, secede, and secede again and again and again. And mm-hmm. that's the whole point that they're making with the penguin character in those. In this, Burton is kind of taking it from like this idea of
0: uh, how. The media loves can manipulate media anything. Can manipulate they love a good story. People love a good, like feel good the, the, story. The, especially the, newspaper, the time. newspaper
1: and the news are just talking at length about the the, the scary yeah. demonic penguin man that's living in the sewers. When this movie opens up, also, and it, yeah. all it takes is like Jack, like you said, like it's a very forced, it's it's uh, it's it's believable, not realistic, right? Yeah, uh, set a uh, turn of events that. You know, show that like uh, they they the the red triangle, red triangle, the red triangle clown group. Like they steal the baby (coughs) from the mayor. His
0: his origins are from a circus freak show, so it makes sense that his gang is also maybe even remnants from his old crew that he rolled with. Well, that's exactly what it is. They go through that whole thing where Bruce Wayne finds out that there was this
1: traveling carnival. And children started uh, uh, disappearing in yeah. towns that they were going to. And so all of a sudden the carnival got shut down. But before they could uh, ask questions to all of them, one uh, performer wasn't yeah. ever there to answer questions. That's obviously Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Red Triangle crew shows up. One of the guys, like, somersaults the fuck up. Onto the stage and 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 like uh, spinning twirls steals the baby and then yeah. someone folds the back down. I Fuck love damn. I love that scene. And he goes into the <laughs> sewer <laughs> hole and then you hear him like, "No, no, it's the it's, it's the, the sewer penguin, penguin monster! Don't!" And he runs away. And but I do think Oswald comes the back way up they... and everybody loves him, yeah. And it's like the it's the complete turn where the media goes from we were selling papers by saying there's a monster living below. And everybody was super scared. And now the monsters come up, and he's a pretty nice guy. So now we're just gonna we're just gonna say that he's the nicest guy in the world. And they just keep going. It's with Gotham's that. new golden boy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's kind of. I was just about to bring up. I, I think that's like kind of a comment on like, well, why does everyone like Batman so much? Because because, because, he's the, sa- because the thing he, because is, in, in the, the way, end of the first one, it, in the way the media spins Batman into the forefront, just and and they are so quick. To throw away Batman, right. to be fair. And that was part of his plot, was to get them to, to get them on to turn Batman. on Batman. And to mm-hmm. be fair, his Batmobile did kill a lot of people by accident.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's hacked. there's a scene where, a uh, where Batman's just, like, kind of rolling around Gotham at night, like, at, like, like five miles per mm-hmm. hour, and just cruising by Penguin, like, in his, like, study. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, like, stalking him or something, like, just kind of, yeah. like, checking in on him. And you're just kind of like, is this... Like, what if you just saw the... If you were living in Gotham City and you knew Batman was a person and you just saw, like, the Batmobile just kind of, like, cruising on down well, the Well, that's city, what right? they kind like, of talk...
0: shit. <laughs> the Nolan movies kind of talk more about that where it's just like, I don't know if I want Mr. Batman watching me. And Batman's just like, no, I'm George Bush, I will. More on that later. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Patriot Act. Um, yeah, I, I do... I really like the direction they took Penguin in this movie and I, I really... Like, how, like, as disgusting is, like, Tim like, keeps pushing the idea of, like, nah, everyone loves him now. He's still really gross. People are really, re- like, let's make you run for mayor, and he literally, like, rips someone's face off and is eating a fish. <laughs> Just eating a fish.
2: Polling shows voters prefer fingers.
0: Yeah, that line is so good.
1: Yeah. Really yeah. good but line. It's, he, like, uh, the penguin comes up and his general idea is, like, okay, I'm gonna pretend that I want to find my family, so they're gonna let me look at the records. Yeah. And we eventually find out that the reason he was looking at the records is because he wants to find out the name of the firstborn of
0: every um, of every like son in um uh, like Gotham's like upper. But he class. wasn't trying to do that until No, he
1: was f- doing that the whole time.
0: But I thought he didn't want to initiate that plan until people start fucking
1: with him. No, 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 no. He that was, was, was playing he was doing that and then Max Shrek was like you should run for mayor and he's like uh, no 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 i got my own shit i got to do my I own be thing. Doing and he's like whoa, 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 whoa. what do you got to do what do you got to do come on look, this is what we're talking about okay. and he like eventually figures out he's like oh i can like <laughs> i could i i could get laid if i if i become mayor that's how like, they got it. they, his they idea. position
0: it as such yeah and it is just, just he like you're I, touching I wanna, people I reaching out and groping i want to fill them. her void i want to oh. fill her void happy birthday oh kids we're making and I'm curious if uh, anyone has any knowledge on this, because we were making kind of a lot of, like, Donald Trump jokes when we were, like, talking about the Penguin. like Who? All the, Donald Trump, the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, like, the grabbing by the pussy and kind of things like that. Um, yeah. What was going on politically in America when this movie came out? 93.
1: Because um... <laughs> I feel like there yet? has to be
0: some kind of commentary um, going on, right? I, I'm hard. asking genuinely. I don't know. I mean, ninety three. Yeah, that that would be.
1: Uh, uh, Clint Clinton's in. Yeah, Clinton's in. Fresh. Clinton, got, Clinton got in in ninety two. So but that's but that's. I mean, we were yet. trying to figure out if this was ninety two or ninety three. I really don't think that there was anything politically that was going yeah. on. I think it was more the idea. This is kind of commenting on what had already happened: the the Reagan era and yeah. the manipulation of media and kind of much uh, more a critique on media itself right and how and how um politics chooses to uh word itself to be able to be uh to be understood by its percentage that it knows is going to vote for it and to placate to them instead of changing the ideas of anybody else Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of talking about how media plays a plays a hand in that
0: yeah um yeah, I really like the thing of this movie. I think before we uh, jump from Penguin to Catwoman, does anyone have any like closing thoughts that they really want to get out about the Penguin, like love hate, crit-
2: I just, criticisms? I really like how they're like constantly just making him spit up. Kind of, he's just like, always spitting the black goo. Over yeah, <laughs> especially in the scene where he dies at the end, like it and he coughs into the water. And it's that's, all, that that like, scene is beautiful. Really, really I gross. love
0: that scene though because it's like it's like ink is spilling from him and he's just like you know his. He's inside and out disgusting, and like I almost wonder, like, was there anything that could have, like, is Penguin a villain from start to finish? Is there anything that could have redeemed him? Well, well not, okay, this is, this is something that you brought up before would have helped
1: that yeah. I want to talk about. It's True. not so much that he's a villain start to finish because when it, when we open up, we see him and his parents are these like upper crust dicks.
0: And yeah. they've been... Uh, they... Well, they're just like, my son is not the way I want him to be. Right. And he so they also lock in him in a cage. cage. Yeah, he's also in this and so cage. And so he kills this cat. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and
1: it's like, you think <laughs> that he's a monster from the beginning, but it's like, if they're going to lock this kid in a cage, like, how what long is he, he been in, be? in a cage? Like, yeah. when they cut back to the dad, time has passed. He's got more gray hairs and yeah. stuff like that. And, like, the kid is now, it's not an infant. It's got to be at least, like, two years old. Well, it said 33 years later, I don't think... Well, no, no, did... no, 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 I'm really... talking about in the prologue.
0: Right, right. And well, that's why I'm saying. Like, he's it's not, 30, like he's not 33 years, and years it, old And, it, in the and it
1: made him... It made, well, he looks older, too, so yes. he's only supposed to be like 36 or something like that. He's got the penguin disease. Right? But he's got the penguin disease, so he looks like a goddamn he penguin. He grew up in a sewer. Probably he grew not. up so in a sewer and bird. he's not going to be say, looking too hot. They
0: say if you drink a lot of caffeine and grow up in the sewer, it your
1: growth. Not a lot of reflective surfaces down in the sewer, huh? Ha,
0: ha, ha, ha. That's how he laughs. That's good. That's also that's my Joker stuff. laugh from. Yeah, no, I, I think listen. it's.
1: I think it's kind of like. Uh, it's. It's a very small. But I think that's definitely what they're doing. Um, it, it's a little uh, comment on how how we think the world would view us because Nature of a deficiency yeah. and 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 what it can do to the people that we're raising. Like instead of trying to figure out a way to change the world to accept it, yeah, they they. Uh, they they brutalize it mutilate it and eventually try to cast it away and they hide it yeah. and they try to cast it away eventually and it eventually becomes something that becomes something that's very bad for the city 33 years later for sure Jack how do you
0: how do you view the arc of penguin throughout this movie
2: well it's interesting because like Mike said he's got his own shit going on when he comes out of the sewers like right. he's got his own plan but then he's also being manipulated by. By Max Shrek. right, and is being like funneled into doing this thing that necessarily wasn't really intending to do when he finally came up out of the sewers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think he's definitely does have this level of like tragic character going on. Yeah, um, but
0: he always had this revenge plot, which I think is also kind of like yeah, symbolic. But, but with, like why the black he, goo he's always spitting up why because like, he at at he his core that, is always bad. Why does he have
2: that revenge plot? Like yeah, because what is he? Because he was the firstborn in his family and his, like, rich aristocratic parents tossed him in the sewer. I would probably be pretty sore about that, too.
0: And obviously he has some level of knowledge because he is well-spoken when he wants to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he knows of, like, these religious texts in terms of, like, reenact his, like, vengeance in a way. Which could be, like, you know, this is kind of diving deep. Like, not necessarily thinking about what, like, artistic intent and, like, how we analyze the movie separately. But, like, that's why I think, like, you know he's like a really shitty Twinkie where revenge is the sweet core and <laughs> like around him he's trying he's trying to make this like he's really a, fluffy a good looking thing. Twinkie but, that was in the sewer for 33 years. Yeah you don't want to eat that. I mean it might still be good. It's, it's probably in the still it's edible. It's
1: probably fine. You could eat it. I really like that you talk about how, like, the way he talks is kind of, like, intellectual or, like, he's well-spoken. Right. Because that's completely a front, that he has learned how to be able to speak that way, to be able to appear to be kind and generous. split. That's what politicians do. Also, but, like, he's So he's
0: actually, like, a very crummy person, and we get to see that in the background. But what's one of the other major themes of this movie, being split, between... Being the bat and being the man, being right. Catwoman and being, and that's the thing. Selena he actually, Kyle. he, actually he wants to be mayor. Yeah, he's like, I can
1: become mayor and uh, I can do good things for his family. Town. His family want to have right. sex yeah. with me, and like, it's like his his uh, personal motivations are are just that—they're personal. Yeah. He wants to have sex with beautiful women, and he thinks that if he's mayor, he'll get to do that. And he realizes that the way to become mayor is to be nice. And yeah. he slowly starts putting on that facade to try and do that. And while Tim Burton and the writers are definitely commenting on how people that may appear to have your interests uh, in their interests yeah. are not, and they're just going for their own thing. At the same time, there is this, there is this moment where he you, when when, when, the, when becoming mayor
0: gets taken away from him, he blows up. Yeah. He's, he's super upset. That's why... That's, like, kind of the point I was getting at, where it's, like, it's... it's. There's some duality to him, and there's something that he wants more than, like, kind of what we're seeing in the movie, because, like, he really wanted to be mayor once it was presented to him, and then once Batman took it away, he was just, like, I'm going back... I'm doubling down on revenge. I'm doubling down on the firstborn killing shit. I'm doubling down on all this nonsense. Like... And I'm getting all my penguin boys back together. I'm so sorry, penguin boys. I know you thought... <laughs> I know you thought I left to become mayor. I was gonna give you all seats in my cabinet. I don't know how being a mayor works. I'm so sorry. I'm back. My penguin boys. My <laughs> penguin boys. I
2: really like the penguin posse that's, like, usually hanging out, like, in his, like... They're just chilling. They give him a thing. Viking
0: funeral-ish at the end. Yeah. They're, they're like, sweet boys. They're wearing
2: hats. They're in the in the duck. Thing, yeah. Just hanging out. I like them. Yeah. They're good. They're good.
0: Chill. Yeah, so... You want to take a break? I want to take a break? You gave me... So, uh... Yeah, I mean, we can break. just
1: cut there and I can edit it together. We don't need an actual break. Alright.
0: We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break.
1: Hey, guys. Hope you're enjoying us talking about Batman and stuff. Just wanted to plug in right here real quick to say... You know what? If you like listening to a bunch of guys getting drunk and talking about movies... <laughs> well. <what laughs> hell... StoryScreen Presents has the show for you. It's called Overdrinkers, and I host it. Uh, it's pretty much a show where I get together with one or two or maybe even three people, and we talk about one or two or maybe even three movies and just josh about it, talk about it, and just for fun, we're usually getting drunk while we do it, so it tends to escalate. Uh, so head on over to StoryScreen Presents, and you can look up all the episodes of Overdrinkers, such as The Notebook, Closer, The Devil's Candy, and one of my personal favorites, RoboCop. Check it out.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Batarang, where we're talking about Batarang Returns. And specifically, we have finished our Penguin thoughts. So no more. No more talking about the Penguin. Shut up. Fuck you. Stop it. We're not going to talk about... Makeup's really good. Makeup's really good. And I, again, cannot stress how much I like the black goo. Um, (laughs) But now, I mean, obviously, there's no real structure to the podcast. You want to talk about a fucking thing? You talk about a thing. You want to just, like, talk about your feelings? I think that this is the
1: perfect time to
0: bring up True Detective Season 2. If you want to talk about anything else with True Detective Season 2, this is the avenue for you. Okay. And it kind of rhymes. Uh, So, yeah, now let's talk about uh, Catwoman a little bit. Um, You mentioned earlier uh, kind of like the... Uh it's not feminism necessarily but empowerment. I kinda wanna throw not just that question to you, Jack, but I wanna get your general palette of feelings about Catwoman in this movie. Meow. Bird, what do you <laughs> It's a good <laughs> you... line. That is a good line. A good Both line. times it's spoken. comes up a lot. We all laughed.
2: No, it's cool. She's uh she is clearly She's like frazzled <laughs> from the beginning. Uh yeah. very much so. Um, but is very not confident in herself. You mm-hmm. can see that from like the the scene where she's introduced in the board board meeting with Max Shrek. Yes, and uh, goes from
1: suggestion to question.
2: Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and she's very much like not sure of herself. And even like when she's not being directly put down by Max Shrek and the rest of the people in the boardroom, she's like kicking herself. Right. And then when she has her turn and she becomes Catwoman, which I mean, it's like you said—the difference between believable and what was realistic. It? realistic and believable. Like, she gets thrown out of a very high window <laughs> and then lands on the ground. Well, there's a lot of you know, she hits. She hits a few, about
1: three or four uh, she, awnings. She
2: Indiana Joneses it down.
1: We see her hit and we go like, "Oh, she didn't hit like hard enough that it would like splatter her." She across.
2: Fell out of a skyscraper. I don't care how many awnings you hit. It's, was, it's a, a surreal
0: moment in the film. Regardless, she
2: yeah. gets resurrected by cats, I guess. Or, like wakes, up, or wakes up, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> looks very normal. dead when she hits the she ground. She was pale. Feels kinda, yeah. Yeah.
2: But everybody looks kind of... It's a Tim Burton movie, so everybody in this movie looks kind of
1: dead. Also true. Mm. Um, I've always taken the the cat angle that they took with Catwoman in this, I've never taken it literally. And that's because, I mean, I, I'm not going to say never because I've watched it you've
0: been a boy. for a very long yeah, time. and been a child. But
1: in recent rewatches in the past couple of years, I've started to think that we're never blatantly told that the cats brought her back. We're never blatantly told that she's dead when she hits that ground. We're never told that she actually does have nine lives. I mean, either what way, what we she see gets happen up. is her fall yes. into. Um, we see her fall out of a building and get up. Yeah, we see up. her fall into uh, like a like a truck full of sand and get up. We see her fall uh, about like blah, ten feet into a greenhouse. And get up. We see her get shot four times, all in the shoulder, legs, and arms, and keep going. Yeah. We never actually see something happen that would fucking kill her. Yeah, she doesn't get shot yeah. in the head. She doesn't get shot yeah. in the head. Like, yeah. she doesn't get drowned. Like, nothing like that happens. Zombie rules. And at the very end, uh, we see her, you know... Electrocute the fuck out of Max Shrek and we see his body, but we don't see hers. Yeah,
2: and he is like totally
1: a. And he's just a, he's a French fry. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the done.
0: same French fry from uh, the first movie. Remember that French fry mobster. The Jack Nicholson kill Oh, yeah, I'm he glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, like, we gotta use that same dummy. We don't have enough money to make charred people, guys. <laughs> we still have to pay Jack Nicholson a lot we of We have money. to give
1: Jack Nicholson so much money. <laughs> and I think that it's, uh, like, it, it's a stretch of the imagination, and I'm not sure exactly if this is what people had no, it's intended. It's a superhero movie. It's but not, the, No, no, no. The, the way that I watch it is that none of that shit is real. That this person has had an obvious um, mental breakdown, which is... Yeah. Which, explains the complete shift in her character. And even like to the point when she's problem. like talking to people, she also just seems like discussion. she's off. Like yeah. she's off. Like yeah. when she's even just talking to Bruce alone by a well, by pre, a fire. Pre falling out the window she's off.
0: Pre falling into the yeah, window she's, she's just uncomfortable. She's, yeah, she, she's, yeah.
1: just, she's just she's just uh, bogged down. And getting yeah. getting uh, quote unquote murdered by her boss just like flips her switch yeah. and she like goes on a bender all night and creates this latex suit Through out of a single yeah. uh, leather, jacket, leather jacket which you know is believable enough sure the thing about realistic no, no. The cool thing believable about... enough where I'm like they gave me the thing that she made the thing from like that's you, all I the, need the yeah. Tobey Maguire movie we never find out how the fuck he that's what I that want suit. when we were
0: watching the movie and talking about this I. I that's like you were like well, you guys want to because we were you know Josh on the movie we were making fun of the movie we were like oh she has one little leather jacket and she made a whole suit out of it and you were like well, what about Spider-Man I'm like no, I remember seeing that movie as a kid and being like, "How the fuck did Homeboy make that. make that suit?" You, get, that to like, her, you get to see she her. You get to see her make that them. suit, and you know what?
1: Who knows if she didn't have like s- some trousers. To go with that, who knows? And she didn't pull out, and she was like, Oh, I thought I'd have enough with the trench coat, but I mean, it's probably I got from, way more. It's back probably then. from
0: the 80s, so she probably has a ton of latex.
1: And that's also my favorite part about Catwoman's suit is how it's deteriorating throughout the whole movie, yeah, like it's slowly falling apart. Mm-hmm. The more fights she gets in, or the more she's just yeah. wearing it, stitches are starting it's, to come uh, apart and she's starting like to Batman fill in suit patches
0: in the Arkham games, yeah, yeah. I like how in these earlier superhero movies, and then kind of citing this movie specifically, there's not a ton of rules. We're in an age now where a lot of superhero movies have rules. Character does this, so this has to happen. If he's doing this, then you know this is going to happen. In this movie, it's like we have a woman fall out of a building, fall however many stories, and she becomes the Mm Catwoman. Batman doesn't necessarily... Batman can kill or not kill. It's kind of up to him. Even in this movie, maybe we'll talk about it later. He has a weird change of heart. I don't know. But there's not a ton of, like... You know, superheroes kind of have, like, rules, and that helps kind of makes a, make us, like, understand their powers, or, like, what they can and can't it creates, do. It creates conflict, because yeah. you, you understand that, that, the rules yeah. that
1: they're playing by, and it's when almost, things are... Yeah. When they're confronted with situations that go completely head-to-head with their yeah. rules, you're like, what are they going to do? Are they going to be the good guy? Even or like, uh,
0: Or even just, like, status quo things, or even, like... um in the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire movies, he doesn't have web shooters. He shoots webs out of his wrists. But as we know from like the comic books and TV show, him r- running out of webbing fluid is like, ah, this is going to be an issue. You can't swing anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's superheroes have rules. They've always kind of had rules. But this movie, because I think Tim Burton's also just like, they're in their pajamas doing weird shit. Again, cares. it's not a superhero. It's movie. not. He's just like, I'm trying to tell this like really weird very funny at times, crazy Mm -hmm. story. I mean, this is is a story
1: of two people that went through really traumatic situations and the way that they figured to deal with it is to dress up like an Mm. animal and attack people that do things wrong. Like the first thing she does when she's Catwoman is find a guy that's trying to rape a girl or find a guy that's doing something very bad to a girl and stops, stops him and she's not like empowering her she actually belittles the girl the the woman afterwards she's just like you Mm -hmm. make it so easy you're
0: always just waiting for somebody to save you which is like some weird misogyny in there jack what are you gonna say
2: the i mean that's what makes batman interesting is because no one in the batman universe has inherently any superpowers they're all regular people largely driven by traumatic experience or yeah. mental health issues they all are similar go- to Batman in a way
0: right. I mean like all... Poison Ivy has like plant stuff but like they all get but their powers through tragedy Mr.
1: Freeze has like a fucking freeze gun but that's yeah. ba- based on science yeah, Poison Ivy still has her her shit with like misogyny and everything, and but her superpowers are based on science. And
0: even but the thing, is it all comes to tra- like they're all they all become super villains because of tragedy, the same way that Bruce becomes a superhero because of tragedy. That's why he's got the most interesting one because tragedy <coughs> is uh, relatable. We can yeah.
1: all understand what would happen to me if I got half my face burned off and
0: all I or was doing I was, was trying to help, I and baby. I got half my fucking yeah. face burned off. If I was thrown in the sewer as a baby. That's what I think makes... I think they... That's why I think this is one of the strongest... We're going to talk about Penguin again. I think oh, this is one of those, You said that we could. I, I see. You, I make the rules. I'm going to break the rules. Um, You know, this is one of the strongest portrayals of Penguin because they kind of give him this tragedy where I don't think that Penguin in, like, in, you know, email me at robert at com if you disagree. But, uh, um... I don't think that he has the same tragedy in his, like, normal origin story. I think that he's just, like, you know, a Cobblepot. And usually the Cobblepots and the Waynes are at odds. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of his issue with Bruce Wayne. And then Cobblepot just has a lot of money and uses it for the bad reasons, unlike Bruce Wayne. Um, But in this movie, they kind of, like, really be like, no, he's kind of has this really tragic thing that, like, makes him way crazy. And, like, it's also deformed. And I I really like that. Story they give him, but also like Selena Kyle. Traditionally, she's just a a thief who then makes a super villain. Makes a super villain persona persona, way different from what Catwoman is supposed to be. She's not a thief at all. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I'd never steal anything. It's weird until we just watched the movie and talked about it for like almost an hour. Jack just said that, and I just I was like, yeah, you're right. Tim
1: Burton does not. He does not care. The writer does not. They don't care. Well about who these characters are before going in. They're working around this idea of like, okay, what are we doing with our Gotham City? Yeah. What are we doing in here? And that's like that's a very big uh, thing that that's a big separation that occurs between the Burton and the Schumacher yeah. movies, which I think is why Batman Forever gets shit on so much. Batman Forever and Batman Returns have a lot in common. We're going to get there. And we'll get there. We'll get there
0: um i kind of want to just as like a sidebar because i i want to you know catwoman deserves some real talking to and you know we all are feminists here and there's a lot to talk about about her character but as a sidebar do you guys kind of miss this kind of superhero writing about a character that this kind of like um auteurship of screenwriters and directors to not have to make a movie just like the comic book to appease a whole bunch of fucking weird nerds us being those weird nerds as well you know marvel is like you know they have to put in these easter eggs and these things and pull these things to appease so many people right but i think that also to you're giving too much
1: credence to that in in the action um or rather you're giving too much credence to the response rather than the action where Mm -hmm. like iron man as tony starts being portrayed to us is not our is, is not tony Stark from the comics no tony Stark is a fucking alcoholic
0: right we they tried n- to do that. We have Man nothing.
1: Too. They tried to do that and they, they got tried. shut the fuck down. Yeah. Okay. I wish so they could have. It's they like would've the would've opposite. Would've. I mean, like Guardians of the Galaxy departure is not, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy at all. Now Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics has become what Guardians of the Galaxy in was the in the movie because yeah. it's fucking sell. Uh, Captain America, his entire character is, is pretty much it's the 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 idea of Captain America, is is so unrealistic that you could not possibly put it on film. So what they found was a way where it's somebody who's super patriotic but also knows the difference between right and wrong and can figure it out. And that is, yes, very much what Captain America is, but they had to figure out a way to kind of blend that together. And that's why the second one is Winter Soldier, which deals with Yo, sometimes the people that you're fighting for are going to be doing wrong right, right things. Right and wrong.
0: Get, get right, yeah, and that's like that. that's very important for that character. That's true. I mean, maybe maybe just because we haven't had, like... And not to belittle any director who has done anything in the MCU, because you're all great. Thank you for listening to the show. But, um... But <laughs> we, we really appreciate it. We love you, James Gunn. You're Thanks the, for listening, the, man. You're the best. Um, but just... Maybe we haven't... Maybe the reason I said that up front and, like, you really had a good counterpoint is because we haven't had the same director like Tim Byrne. Right. And, you know, it's, like, this movie just feels... And the reason I compare it to the MCU, because the MCU is is so successful, um, is that, you know, the Batman 1989 and the Batman uh, and Batman Returns, I just feel like are such departures... From the comics. And like, it is true. Your point is totally right. Where like, it is a departure in the MCU from a lot of these characters. The ship is getting seared in, in ways that's like, oh, that makes way more sense. That make way more sense. I guess, I, I just think the Tim Burton interpretations are so much more controversial. Right. And so much more directed I, in like a specific you're, way. You're, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh,
1: just like, at, like, I would say that James Gunn is probably the closest person to Tim Burton. For sure. Uh, tackling superhero movies. Like, James Gunn was making uh horror movies and like really weird subversive superhero movies before he was even mm-hmm. not allowed to say pegged anymore. Well now you figured out what it meant. Because I found out what pegged meant.
0: Good before theory, he uh, was Jack and I tried it uh,
1: chosen. She turned safe before he yourself? was before James Gunn was chosen. I can't to, people, the, the uh, episode
0: is gonna age so much better now. <laughs> they was just gonna listen to you say pegged like five times in a row. That's what he used to mean,
1: but yeah, James Gunn is very much, very much like Tim Burton, where he yeah. was making these kind of uh, uh, horror-influenced, subversive films, yeah, and all of a sudden he was chosen to m- make this uh, superhero movie, right? And he decided to kind of do it in this way where it was what he felt the most comfortable doing mm-hmm. with his strengths as a director and a writer, yeah. The only different, the main, the very big difference is though that Tim Burton did not write these movies, because Tim Burton doesn't really write movies. He's he's a director. He's more of a visual. James Gunn is very much a writer director, so those are two different monsters. But I would say out of you know the current slate of uh, movies that we're getting about superheroes, both from Marvel and DC and Independence, James Gunn is probably the. The most similar, similar to, to Tim, Tim Burton, Burns. his situation where it's like he made one or two like slightly mm-hmm. successful like little tiny movies, and then they mm-hmm. just like handed him the keys.
0: Yeah, I mean, we almost saw Burton get the keys because he almost made that Superman movie. Right, it's very similar. That's mm-hmm. a really, it's a good, it's a good analogy, Burge. I feel that.
2: But Disney's doing that with a lot of
0: their big franchises
2: now well, right now like they're, they're handing off their Star big Wars thing now is Ryan finding Johnson, exactly their know, big like,
1: thing now is finding those people that have Ryan Coogler Ryan Johnson uh, who's directing um, the next Taika Waititi Taika Waititi exactly <laughs> yeah. like they're getting these directors like even fucking uh, John Watts for uh, Spider-Man is just like that guy made dope yeah like, what do you raising... No way, I keep getting this wrong. I keep getting these guys confused.
0: Um, that's just because just, that's that's I'm
1: drunk, so. Uh-huh.
0: Did John Watts make Spider Man? I can't remember anymore. And dope, because I don't remember. I'm, like, like, you like really messed that... up now. It's fine. We're talking about Batman. We are so. talking about Batman. We're talking about Batman, yeah. Um, so much names to remember everyone everyone's got a name and everyone's making a movie franchise now <laughs> about the guy in the underwear uh yeah it's it's weird to see you know when we we have to look at the batman movies with like this kind of like archaeological kind of understanding of it cuz superhero movies are so big right now in 2017 the superhero movie franchises are like even the bad ones make a ton of money. <laughs> I mean, like, like I'll you know, agree with you. That nostalgia you could is not, huge.
1: You could not make a movie like Batman Returns oh, Today. Oh, fuck. You know, people would be like, gotta bring, that, it's, it's, first it's, off, bring down the pussy jokes, number one. For sure. Get most of them out.
0: Pretty one, much
1: every single. one, one at there. most. It's like PG-13 uh, movies. You get one fuck word. You get one <laughs> pussy joke. <laughs> Only one. <laughs> Don't have Batman burn a person alive and then blow up a guy while smiling about it. But also Just choose, choose out.
0: not to shoot the main bad guy of the movie or let somebody else shoot him oh yeah what the fuck was that about mm-hmm. um also too jack I actually, I actually wanted to uh eye to eye you with this you
1: made a comment while we were watching the movie about a, a gun being wet
2: oh yeah mm-hmm. right yep okay yeah max Shrek is, is that not, not the case oh gun, he's got gun, a gun, guns wet, right? can still shoot when they're
0: wet Oh, okay. Can that kind of gun shoot one as well though? Especially have, like, that kind of gun. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Gunpowder. Does use, I don't the mean, one thing that would stop, a like, like, a
1: revolver? A revolver? Will I, I definitely... was not in the military, so... No that's, true. Well, no, that's not where I got this. I got this from, like, a huge heated argument that almost ended in, like, a fist fight a long time ago. I Jesus, think it was <laughs> about, like, an alien movie or something where they were like, guns can't fire. And we got down to, like, this, like the basics of this an, shit. <laughs> they're on a spaceship. What the
2: fuck do you want? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, it's weird stuff. If there's anything stores revolver, revolvers can definitely definitely 100% of the time fire when they're wet because there's no sliding happening. Uh when clips get wet, uh, like a gun, a bullet is going to fire when you when that pin hits that, it's going to fire it. It's the the lubricant sliding the next bullet up. Uh. That would fuck around. Uh. And so when you get like semi-auto wet Auto, automatic weapons automatic,
2: automatic weapons. weapons
1: when you get semi automatic weapons firing underwater no which we see that still happens all the time automatic, automatic the weapons that got wet and they can still fire believable a revolver shoot the fuck out of catwoman you got it that's true you could shoot the revolver
2: underwater in half-life that's the only gun that you could shoot underwater
0: oh and yeah. like as because we all know half-life
1: loves
2: science
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm I mean, you play, you play as a scientist, right? Yep. You're Gordon you're Freeman. He's a scientist, he's a scientist right? Yeah. He's a scientist. I mean,
2: your only role as a scientist is to push a cart into a reactor thing, but but you do that. Theoretically, you had more of a part in it. Anyway, what about Batman?
0: Batman's good. I like Batman. Um, also, <laughs> another sidebar before we get into the feminist argument of Catwoman, oh. best bat suit so far. It's cool. This team. one's really good. It's yeah. only the two. I mean, I know it's, we're only really two. Yeah. Deep, but this one's such an improvement it's, from it's, the first. It's more of a like body armor. Yeah. Thing. And like, like his head almost of, looks like, like it could turn. Yeah. It's so close to looking like it could do that. I really like, like when he just rips off the cowl. Well, the like and he's got that weird like platform. Have you guys ever his... seen like I feel like because when he did that, I remember thinking it was weird. But then I was thinking to like something in some Batman comic book where he is like neck cowl up but has like not the mask on. I'm like and for the fir- and this is going to sound so fucking weird for the first time I was like Michael Keaton looks like Bruce Wayne and Batman mm. it was weird cuz like you never really see him do too much when you see okay hear me out when you see no, a batman no, you're totally right go when you see a batman character when you see a Bruce Wayne in the batman suit and that means cowl off or mask off or like some part of the suit is not on so it's like you see like the the ex machina you see inside the machine, you yeah. know, like that's when I'm like, that's Bruce Wayne, Batman. And yeah. like this movie is when you, you see the most. And of it that. sucks. Cause he didn't, he didn't make any more. And this is when like, was like, like, like at the end of really, this movie,
1: you really do go like, that guy's fucking, fucking Batman, Batman. and like, but he's the end, in that when he's in that limo with Alfred at the end. He's Batman, out, like, yeah, that's fucking Batman, like, you it's got it. Weird. It finally it's hits so right at the end, weird, and you got nothing else. Like, yeah. that's it, that's over. They don't yeah, want to do it don't do anymore. As
2: we've touched on before, I think Michael Keaton regrets that also.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But he did a really Bird good. Batman is totally yeah. Michael
2: Keaton being like, oh, we should. Do
1: yeah. yeah, a little bit. I think this he's is, I by think a little, little, I think he likes, he likes a little a little there's bit both there. sides of the argument in there. Probably kind of like oh, that the could thing, have, my The thing, Birdman's also been
0: very different mm-hmm. if I but, had. But Birdman's also talking about like, part of me is happy, I did this, but I'm very conflicted. But right. also
2: like I'm trying to do my own thing and be my own person and make success for
0: myself mm-hmm. on my own, but it's <laughs> difficult. Well, it's 2017 and Michael Keaton's gonna be the Vulture, so. Right, Here and that's yeah. <laughs> another, another, another thing that flies. Uh, I, I guess just, I guess Michael Keaton it. just looks like a guy that can dress up as a thing that flies. Well, he's so fucking aerodynamic. Have you seen the guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once he got rid of his perm, he could go anywhere. It's mm-hmm.
1: fantastic. That's another thing that's really interesting about this because it the uh, before Batman, Michael Keaton was like you know he was a uh, comedic at- actor mm-hmm. like yeah. he was the, the Beetlejuice and Mr. Mom and uh, he was that guy Night, Night Shift, the... And and Batman, they he was like getting pretty much threats because they were like, don't fuck up Bruce Wayne. And so he made Batman and now everybody was like, I hope he comes back yeah. because nobody had been signed on to another one. You know, like they made his, Batman, they had no idea that, like was... a sequel or a franchise was going to
0: happen. Like right. they had to get him back. It was before, I guess like, I mean, Superman's the only template before Batman. Yeah. In movie franchise history.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even even that is that kind of like weird. flaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like in this one, I think he's able to kind of loosen up. Like his whole meeting with uh,
0: Max Shrek. Yeah, is like where he's just like I'm not gonna fucking. Well, do it's, this like, it's like it's like Jack said it dick. during it. And we talked a little bit in the last podcast. It's like it's it's still awkward, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He's still awkward, Bruce Wayne. Bruce yeah, Wayne totally. does not know how but to he's talk to girls.
1: Definitely, <laughs> no. definitely more in his own in yeah. this. And I don't think it's mainly because of. Uh, actor or writer intention, I think it's because in this movie, we're given more scenes with Bruce Wayne talking to other people. Agree, 100%. In the first one, we really only see him talk to, well, like, Vicki Vale, yeah. uh, her, like, little weird reporter friend. Yeah, and, fuck that guy. I'm and
0: that's really... <laughs> that's like, Alfred, it, like, that's you really see, about it. You, see you get like to these see Bruce weird, Wayne you interact see with other people. Business him. meetings, though. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is a character who has a lot of money, so having characters be like... I need you to pay money for this thing, this power converter thing, whatever. And he's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm a good guy. But like, those are the kind of situations and it's like, we get some really, it, it, it almost, and again, I haven't seen, I only seen Return 1, so this is almost like seeing a new movie to me. Seeing Michael Keaton in those scenes, being Bruce Wayne, talking to Christopher Walken, I was just like, these are the Nolan boardroom scenes from, like, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Definitely. These are so similar. Like, Again, the lighting, there everything, are, There are things so from similar. these
1: first four movies that, that carry Nolan over. just straight up carries over. Homages. He doesn't rip them homages. No, I, I, you don't think it's either, homages. I don't even think they're homages. Like, even when they're as specific as the Joker's mm-hmm. turn at the end... Yes. In uh, the first one, where it's like, "Come on, hit, hit me, me, hit me!" Right, or the the fact that like the Batmobile breaks down into a smaller bike looking Batmobile, yes, a very phallic
0: penis, penis like machine. I don't, I don't machine. think that
1: these are homages in the sense where he's trying to say like, "Remember when that happened and Batman Returns?" I don't it's think it's probably there's... more
2: Nolan being like
1: this is what Batman is to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. There are there are For moments sure. that happened in these past movies, and I remember them. It'll be interesting going into Forever and yeah and and well, and Robin. What
0: I'll say about the Batman movies it to see what Nolan has. Well, the bat the Nolan Batman movies is a Batman movie made by a fan of Batman. I don't know if Tim Burton's a fan of Batman. Tim he's Burton not, got not. Batman. And he's like he's like I'm gonna do my shit with it. Yeah, he's not. I don't know. I can't say about Schumacher. I don't know about that. But Nolan is like no, I fucking like Batman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm gonna make a Batman movie. Now see, we have a lot I of. I don't
1: know if that's true either.
0: Yeah, no, we should save that discussion. But that's that's my pitch as of right now. We'll see when we get there. Mm-hmm. It would make sense if he's taken in such a crowded direction that maybe he's not super into the hokey because Batman, Bat, you know, superheroes in general, not just Batman, the hokiness versus the realism mm-hmm. is the battle. In all these movies, forever, which kind of makes this whole franchise interesting to talk about. Yeah, because it gets real hokey real quick, and then you got to think about these movies as grounded, which they're not. Right, it's strange. It's yeah, weird. it's yeah. It, it, that's why I think it's going to
1: be a really nice divide later on in this franchise when we go from the, yeah. you know, the the nineties idea of what makes. A spectacular movie into what makes a successful movie Mm -hmm. when they start breaking in the Nolan movies.
0: It'll be interesting to see. Um so stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're gonna talk about shit. Um so yeah, Selena Kyle, Selena Kyle, I she starts off in the movie. She is a woman who's like very nervous in this like boardroom setting, being a her actual title is Assistant executive executive assistant secretary and she's getting you know talked down to by christopher walken who's her boss and uh, every single man in the world is talking down to her but also she's
2: getting like phone calls on her answering machine from her mom being like i'm disappointed in you it's just like
0: everyone's bogging her down and shit and like you know i think when you're trying to understand like maybe a feminist angle to it or an embracing uh female female empowerment angle which seems to be more of the case Mm -hmm especially the timeliness like of the movie I mean, it's her making so yeah I mean, it's it's her making her own skin sure. um yeah. it's not even it's the cat thing is secondary it's her being like I'm dead and being reborn again and now that I'm reborn I'm like putting together this cat woman
1: yeah so it's lit- it's a taking control move move yeah Yeah. where she's up all night and she just makes this thing and she (laughs) destroys her old apartment and everything that was a part of her routine before because she's suddenly embarrassed about things oh no rather she she's angered by things that used to embarrass her like when she first enters into her apartment in that first run through. We see her do all these things that eventually she's going to mirror in a darker way and when just, she returns from her murder. It's destructive on round two. And it's two. all destructive. Yeah. And the first time she goes through, she listens <clears> to <throat> her mother talk and her boyfriend break up with her. Yeah. Because uh, she beat him at racquetball. And we also hear an advertisement about, like, m- making yourself look better so that... For men, men yeah. So, for men. And she goes like ugh, and like turns it off. Like she's yeah. embarrassed. She's like, no, ugh, that's stupid. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. No. And when she returns, and she's uh, a little bit more diabolical and a little bit more dark. She's post when that starts. Yeah. She that is the thing that actually snaps her. Like she's been through a mental trauma. Yeah. And she's in this kind of... She's in this state of... She rips the recorder out of the wall. Right, right. Like she Beforehand, though, like yeah. she's in this state of just kind of like, what the fuck? She's like in a daze. Yeah, yeah. and she's just kind of walking around and like spilling milk everywhere and drinking milk and just like, blah. Yeah. And then she hears this thing that says like... And it's actually very specific to her situation, yeah. which is like, the you. Boss? if you wear this, it's going to make your boss want to keep you after hours for a, a single candlelight yeah. dinner. And she freaks out, breaks it, and that's when she just starts demolishing everything that used to, that she used to identify with.
0: Yes. Her home is very gendered. It's very pink. has a lot of girly stuff in it. And I think that there's still a very, like, you know, I, I think the feminist angle and the woman in angle have many things entwined in this movie. But because of the timeliness of it, things get kind of blurred. And when we right. when we analyze it in this lens. But I do think that, like, she goes... Her home is very gendered. It is straight up pink everywhere. Stuffed animals. Things that girls own. She has literally a dollhouse in her very cluttered apartment. Just on her, like, nightstand for some reason. Yeah. When she returns, and, you know, after her murder. Call it that. And then her rebirth into Catwoman. She is painting everything black, destroying everything, wearing an all spandex, uh, bodily revealing outfit. But I think that's like her kind of like, it's like rejecting this idea of complacent women and embracing, which now in 2017, I'm not going to pretend to know all about all this, but I do think that embracing like, well, I will call for lack of a better term, maybe this like bad girl, thing or maybe this kind of like Just empowered women empowered women yeah where right. i'm gonna i'm gonna dress this way i'm gonna act this way i'm gonna fight this way i'm gonna do this right. and then you know she also is a character you know as much as we have penguin vomiting revenge from his mouth every time he's trying to speak with or without wanting to do revenge a black goo she's covered in this like black outfit mm. like she's kind like she's like kind of like it's almost like the same fluid makes up this latex that like covers her body.
2: And the very next thing we see her do is walk right back into that boardroom with Max yeah. in front of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and, and she's Bruce not Wayne. wearing she's
0: not wearing like that tan bullshit outfit anymore. No, she's, she's a little bit more yeah. different. Little she little walks
2: in there, her hair is like out crazy. Yeah, she's like more confident. She, Bruce Wayne is, like, stumbling over himself to try to talk to her. He,
0: if, he, if she was look at anything, though, he would have done that. Because he's, he's awkward Bruce Wayne. He is awkward Bruce Wayne. But still, like, she is a
2: presence when she walks into that room. Mm-hmm. And then Max Shrek is like, uh... uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey, uh... that th- uh. Your ski
0: vacation where you hurt your hand. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't... Uh. But that's such a power move to be like... Because he knows obviously she knows and she's like i know what you fucking did to me yeah. but it's it's all it's all power moves and that's catwoman catwoman doesn't work in small strokes she works in power moves right
1: and that's why i would say that it's not feminism because yeah. feminism is about uh bridging the gap inequality yes between female and male and that's not um play here this not is no, about a woman that is uh just Smashed down day in and day out, every day of her life, and she deals with it because she understands that that's the way that her life is, and Mm -hmm. she's complacent with it. And she's met with these trials that go, you know what? I don't have to fucking do that. Yeah. And she's not trying to help women out everywhere by her acts. No, we see that very very selfish. It's very selfish. It's her saying. I'm not gonna fucking put up with this shit anymore. Yeah. So here I go, and that's her. Walking well, she's living into her life. Staff she's living afterwards. her life for her now. Right. Yeah. And that's female empowerment. Mm-hmm. That's her saying, "I have been dealt a bad hand by society because I was born a woman. Right. And I have, uh, I have been patient, and I have been cooperative for so long, and my reward was getting pushed out of a fucking window." by this dickhead with bad hair. Yeah. And I'm not going to take it anymore, so I'm going to dress up like a cat and yeah. scratch people. And when I'm not doing that, I am going to shove all of this yeah. into my boss's face. I mean,
0: it's character, I mean, in Batman Returns, all of our characters wear mourning. That's the thing. Like all of our characters wear black is a representative color in these movies. All of our characters wear black. Our three characters who are the totem characters, one by one by one on the cover of the box art, are all wearing black. Because they all wear the tragedy on their bodies. Catwoman, I think in a way, wears her misogyny. Uh, Penguin is coughing up his revenge. And Batman wears his parents' death on his body. Mm -hmm. Like These are how these characters operate. Yeah, totally. And Max Shrek as well. Didn't
1: you... What what were you saying
2: about Nosferatu? Nosferatu, yeah, yeah. Max oh, let get into it.
1: Man, Max Struck uh, was named that because uh, Max Struck was the actor that played um, the original vampire in Nosferatu, which yeah. is one of Tim Burton's favorite movies. So making the guy surprise, who is surprise. like this like commercial, uh, just like demon of Christmas, and who is essentially like the one true villain at the heart of the film, who has no relatability. We were not sad to see yeah. him die. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a moment... He has his son. There's a his moment somebody. Yeah. It seems like it kind of falls flat, and I think that that might be Christopher Walken just kind of the way that he acts. Like, there's that moment where Danny, di- where, where, the Penguin shows up and says, I'm taking the firstborn. Give me a fucking son. And he's about to take yeah. Max Shrek's son, and Max truck comes up and don't he's you, like, Don't
0: you don't, want me... Don't do that.
1: Like, he... Like It's very go, William Shatner. It's way yeah. more walking than <laughs> anything else. Yeah. And it should have been something that kind of shows that this guy who's this terrible, terrible dude that's been doing all these terrible things and seems to only be out for himself. I At yeah. the end of the day, he's going to throw his life on the line for his son because his son matters. Because we get a line earlier on in the movie where he says, I am doing this so that my son Will have a future so that my son is taken care of, nothing else matters. He says that to Selena Kyle before he pushes her out. So, the window. there's
0: some good in him. I almost
1: wish in that scene where, no, like, no, but there's no good because none of that is played on afterwards. We never, he says that, such but, a, but you have played to, but
0: we all agree that's a weird scene though. He doesn't show it, it's a very odd. Scene. It's a very weird scene because, like, it does not match with his character, mm-hmm. it does not match with this character's arc at all. It's almost it's, I mean, it's reminiscent of Batman 1989 because it's like there's like weird story threads that all match up. This one's pretty concrete as we discussed before, but this it's a weird little I mean bug-out. I honestly think this is very tight. It's really good. It's really I good. think that
1: every scene operates towards I what they're like doing and and uh, you know they're like there's fluff in there because again it's it's early 90s, it's still building out off of late 80s uh mentality of what you're supposed to have in a blockbuster movie. Right. Like, but this is this is a movie that's essentially trying to follow up Batman nineteen eighty nine, which shouldn't have worked, and it did, and now Tim Burton's just been kinda given the keys.
0: They're just like, do it again. You, made, you made a, made a, a ton and, of money with he, the other one. Yeah. He, did, he did some yeah. really weird shit. But it works out really well. I mean, like I discussed how um like the whole movie takes place the you only see one part of Gotham in the whole fucking movie. And it's oh, the Gotham, Gotham Square. Square. It's yeah. Gotham Square. That's it. There's like a bunch of... Like, the they, tree gets they, lit they, like three they, times they, they and it's fucked over. spent so
1: much money on penguins that they didn't even
0: have enough money for sets or well, the extras. Thing is, the penguins have really good agents. Have That's, you ever seen, seen a penguins rider before? Oh my god. They demand... So They're like, I want uh, three trout, four salmon. The little divas. Every single one of them. Yeah, they mm-hmm. want. They have like five air conditionings in there. Because they're just like, I'm from Antarctica. It's discrimination if you don't put five air conditioners in my trailer. I don't fucking know I'm a penguin. You want to work with me? Talk to Morgan. Talk to Morgan. Talk to my agent. Talk to him. Okay. You guys heard about penguins lately? Are they okay? No, they're not.
1: God damn it! None of us us Penguins are not doing too good. Uh, The whole uh, none of us (laughs) are. We're all bad. (laughs) This is actually really sad. Uh, The global warming hoax that China is uh, putting on all of us, as we all know, yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, is uh, causing it to um, rain more. Um, China's and, making it rain more. China's making it rain more Best. in uh uh like a Antarctica and the Arctics where where, where penguins are. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh the pe- the penguin babies are getting wet.
0: Mm. and
1: um it uh it gets very cold at night. They freeze? And then they freeze to uh, death and they Jesus, die.
2: Jesus that is sad. It's sad thing. And even if they survive they can't sing as well, but they can dance.
0: Mm.
1: Happy feet.
2: That was a Happy Feet joke. That's a Happy Feet joke? Mm -hmm. Do they sing
0: in Happy Feet or do they just dance?
2: Also, by the way, I told you guys that this was going to be a Shrek uh, retrospective series. And here it is. Here we are.
0: Maximum Shrek. Maximum Shrek is the father of Shrek, which we now know. Ever since... Well, the thing... the (laughs) Maximum Shrek. The the way it works is uh, Maximum Shrek. Because I forget his first name because I don't care. Christopher Walken. It's Max. It's Max. It's Max. So Maximum Shrek, he gets his seed frozen but then it gets toxified by that green goo that Penguin tries to shove down its throat mm-hmm. early in the movie. That creates a Shrek Some embryo. Body once told me the world is gonna grow me. me. What is that like? I'm not the sharpest hole in the shed. Anyway, no, don't, don't. Oh my god, the wave... I want to get this wavelength tattooed on my arm for the podcast. Right. Somebody um it's hot in this room boys it's so warm Do you have more thoughts about batman i mean yes but <laughs> we can uh we can say it for forever does anyone have any you know i think there's a lot to really dissect about this movie i think there's a lot at play that's really successful and really good but we discussed selena kyle we discussed penguin we kind of discuss even batman and the symbolics of many things throughout the movie. Does anyone have any real clothing I'm open I will sweat for any real clothing <laughs> thoughts. I'm really open to I think
1: I think that this is one of the best Christmas movies out there.
0: I think it's just uh you know, you said it's like your favorite Batman movie and um I'm saving my favorite Batman movie judgment for the end of our show. Okay. The end of our batarang coming to my hand. But uh I do really like this movie. Seeing it again as an adult and have done story screen and like this really like deep dive into films, I was like, yeah, this movie's fucking dope. It's, it's, I think also having op- done the, my vibrates. Lethal Weapon article about like why is this movie a Christmas movie yeah. made me really watch this movie in a funny way. I was like, why? Okay. Mm-hmm. But this movie actually has more of a reason to be a Christmas movie than Lethal Weapon. I think,
1: it, I think it just operates very well as a film and the fact that it takes place during Christmas and Christmas has such a
0: easy Ooh. oh we gotta go yeah just so everyone knows we're gonna be arrested very nice soon. yeah i I, I think department? that like because this movie uh, operates it's AMO probably AMO it's that's... probably the fire department because they're right at the road <laughs> <laughs> right there they know it's really hot in here yeah. they do know it's
2: on here yeah i i, I think this i think
1: i think this movie operates as a film very very well i think it's yeah. tight everything that's introduced regard regardless of how fucking wacky it is yeah is uh it's serving something eventually like nothing is kind of just like left out there you, you we build on like the shy uh, socially awkward Batman a little yeah. bit more, and we get to see you know like when when he talks to Selena Kyle about Vicky Vale, like that's an actual real it's moment. It's a moment. And it's a moment, a moment that's where, built you get, from like, a... where where did Vicky Vale go? And you get this thing where you're like, shit, even he doesn't really want to talk about it because yeah. it was upsetting. And that scene when they're dancing and they realize, like they say, the all we to to talk line. about that's one that's
0: of the a best. Very, very, I think my, my...
1: well executed scene that should be scene. yeah. That should be cheesy or corny, but it comes across as sincere. But that scene's
0: also, speaking to, like, why, like, when Michael, because Michael Keaton really becomes Batman and Bruce Wayne in this movie. Yeah. He really becomes those character. That scene, I remember just being, like, as I was talking about, like, Batman dealing with battle damage or being half coil, half in cowl, half out of suit, like, that scene of him being, like. Talking Batman in Selena Kyle's ear and her talking Catwoman in his ear and like or I guess vice versa in a way, it's like oh, this scene's so powerful. Like it's such a it's, power, and it, it's without w- even
1: having to try.
0: Like that's one of the it's best little
1: tiny things. Yeah, that's like
0: one of the best Batman scenes I think in any. Of it really movie. is. We'll see. You know, when we get back to it, and we'll definitely discuss best Batman scenes. I later. really but believe
1: in that. In that
0: scene, that seems crazy. Really, I good. really believe that.
1: These two characters that, that are, line. are in love and believe in what they're doing, that and all line. of a sudden, that love and that belief have really just kind of do smacked we, into each other. Do we have to fight now? And they don't know what to do. Do
0: we have to fight? Do we have that? to fight? Now? Is Does this the, mean that we have to fight? Is one of the best lines in that movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really. Listen,
2: there are a one lot liners of in this movie. There's a lot of Hey, that. Yeah. It's
0: really good. Mm-hmm. Super good. Um, Could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. I uh they put me I wanted them to put me on a pedestal, so I'm putting them on a
1: slab. That's a great line That's too. That's a really that good one. Or uh, how can you be so mean to somebody so meaningless? That's a good one.
0: Whoa. <laughs> There's a lot of weird eating you know, now that we're like Towards the end of the podcast, we're reminiscing about it. It's like, this movie has no has no right to be as good as it is. At it plan. has. I, I, no and I'll right. say this, too. I'm preaching it,
1: and I'm saying I love it, and I'm saying it's my favorite of something. This movie has no right to be as
0: good as as it is. No. And I think that's no. why it gets overlooked so much, is people yeah. don't really come back to it. It's a weird... It's in terms of like how we understand superhero movies as a lineage, which is why I'm glad we're doing Batman, whoever knows what we do in the future... Um, I'm glad that we're tackling this franchise, because it, it really is, like, a weird skeleton template of what they're not doing or are doing in our current, like, cinematic climate verse across all boards. It's very interesting. Um, it's so on there. Jack? I'm any good. clothing? You're good. Nothing? Nope. I'm good. You're good? Did you like the movie? I did. Alright, well, this has been... <laughs> <laughs> uh, my closing thoughts are, I also really like the movie. I'm really glad we watched it. Um, it has... I always would say I, 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 you know, you know, you say things that are fucking bullshit. Sometimes we all do that. You say things that are stupid and ill informed because you think you're smart. I would always say that Batman 1989 was better than Batman Returns, and I am wrong. Batman Returns is the superior Batman flick. The thing is, Jack Nicholson is forever. Yeah, that's, right. That's and you, the, that's the you issue. You can't get you know? past that. It's, it's Jack Nicholson. That Jack
1: Nicholson performance, and that really makes that movie as special really as it is.
0: But the thing is, like, there's a lot of seeds in 1989 Batman. It's some of the reason why the Batman Returns is so good. So, like the the Burton Batman films. Now that I've seen them as a whole, because I almost feel like maybe you shouldn't judge them as two different movies. Maybe you should see them as. A movie and a sequel put together like they're really special to superhero movies they're really special to our history as why we love movies and because it's 2017 superhero movies are so important right now so this has been another episode of Batarang thank you so much for listening we're gonna be back next time you listen to this podcast with Batman Forever hey, oh. um, I said there was gonna be a surprise maybe this is a surprise to you I don't Who knows? know but this is the next one we're doing Batman Forever um I think we're gonna have a really interesting discussion about that after seeing this movie. I'm super excited to talk about it. So I'm Robert Anderson, the Alfred, joined by Jack Collegey, Clown Prince of Crime. I can't trust jokester. you to say your own name. I can't. Well, Jokester's good too. Uh, Mike Burge. <laughs> I'm
2: the jokester. Mike Burge. The,
0: the uh The Two Face founder. Story screen. Maybe we shouldn't call you Two Face because you give us a job. Why are you so serious? Why are you? I'm the jokester. No. What's a what's a good what's a good uh, Harvey Two Face line? A good Harvey Two Face line. That's
1: what is it? You all called me back before I got half my face melted off.
0: Can I be Gordon? Uh, was, I think it was. was it, I think we called was you it something that
1: would attribute to <laughs> my current physical
0: demeanor. Uh, I'm Commissioner Gordon and, and yes, I, I do we called your hobby two phase, and now half your face is burnt off. That's
1: uh <laughs> that's that's good that's commission. a great Woody Allen <laughs> James <laughs> Gordon. That's really
0: really good. Thank you again so much for listening. We'll be you'll be back with your favorite bat people next next time. We Thank really so we much. really let that
1: get away from and us. It's
0: fine. Have a good time. It's Vichy Soir, sir. It's supposed to be cold.